Black and Abdallah are back. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2. The ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Blackin' Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. Hanging out with you until 8 o'clock. Take your phone calls at 312-332-3776. We'll talk some Bears football, Abdallah. We'll get to Bears football. But there was once again a huge breaking news football story this week. I mean, each and every day we've been hit with a new breaking news story in the world of pro and college football. Today, this morning... Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots mutually agreed to part ways. Belichick has been with the Patriots as their head coach since 2000. Obviously, a big-time Super Bowl champ. He's won six Super Bowls with the Patriots. He took the Patriots to the Super Bowl nine different times. And obviously, a lot of that was with Tom Brady as the quarterback. He and Brady will go down as one of the great pairings of a player and a coach in all of sports history but it is notable and we have to start the show with the biggest news of the day with bill belichick and the patriots mutually parting ways today before we get to the bears conversation because belichick arguably is the greatest coach to ever coach in the nfl yeah what a what a 24 hours right you had uh first was pete carroll announcing that he's going to take a front office job and he might continue coaching there's rumors that he's not done or doesn't want to be done Nick Saban retires in the early afternoon, early evening, late afternoon, early evening of yesterday. And now all within 24 hours this morning when you woke up, you're like, oh, Bill Belichick decided to stop coaching as well. And he's probably going to end up somewhere. But, yeah, it's a it's a crazy run. I don't think we're ever going to see two coaches like Saban or Belichick that stay at the same spot for that long ever again i don't think we'll ever see a head coach stay with an nfl team for what 27 years how many how many years was it 24 years 24 with the years Patriots. yeah I don't he coached think... for five years with the browns he's been in coaching for 29 combined years i don't think we'll ever see a coach be with a team for 24 years ever again like it's insane let me rephrase that he's been in coaching longer than 29 years yeah. as a head coach as a head he's coach, been a head yeah. coach He's been a head coach for 29 years. I mean, think about it. People are already trying to get Tomlin out of town. And, like, that's, like, the closest. Like, the Steelers are the closest organization to keep coaches for an extended period of time because they believe in, you know, continuity, just like the Bears are trying to do. But there's a difference between Mike Tomlin and Matt Eberflus, right? There is. And sticking with continuity. But I don't, like, it's it's such a great run. And it's a uh it, it's it's i keep going back to this quote from high fidelity is it better to burn out than to fade away and i wonder if it's something that belichick should consider and not coach because what are the odds that bill belichick wins another title i think they're almost zero i okay. i unless you know there there have been rumors today if you're following this storyline online there seems to be people hinting at a strong suitor for Bill Belichick of a team that's currently in the playoffs. So a team that may or may not lose this weekend or at some point in the playoffs being a team that wants to go after Belichick, whether it be the Philadelphia Eagles, the Dallas Cowboys, perhaps. There are some teams, some big fish mm-hmm. out there that are in the playoffs that maybe 
you know, for most of the season, the Buffalo Bills were a disappointment. They turned it on late. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe the Bills make a move on Sean McDermott mm-hmm. and, and they want to change. I don't know. But there seems to be like Adam Schefter seems to be hinting at a team, a sleeper team yeah. that you have to keep your eyes on for Bill Belichick. Philly? But like to, to answer your question, if it is one of those teams, maybe he does get back to the Super Bowl. But from the teams that are not the sleeper team that's in the playoffs, if you look at the candidates that are out there, Washington, L.A. Chargers, uh, Las Vegas Raiders, um, Atlanta, those teams, I mean, maybe you can make a case for the Chargers Mm -hmm. to be Super Bowl ready within two or three years. But Washington, Atlanta, they're not going to the Super Bowl anytime soon. No, that's my point. And, like, you have to rebuild those teams, essentially. Yeah. Washington traded half their defense at the deadline. You know what I mean? Like, out of the three, I think, the obviously, I believe the most surprising was Saban. Because this wasn't rumored. This wasn't, you know, he basically, you mentioned it on Carmen and Yurko earlier. He was taking meetings with the offensive staff yesterday. yesterday And then if you watch the interview that was on uh, ESPN.com today with Reese Davis, he basically just thought to himself, I can't do this anymore. I can't continue to do this at the standard that I need to be doing it to keep up our level of success. So I'm out. And he literally just called a meeting and was like, guys, I'm out. I'm sorry. So I think he probably had the best chance to get back to a championship. Then it's probably maybe Pete Carroll, depending on where he ended up. And then I don't Belichick just seems like he's I don't know if he's lost it. It just seems like he wouldn't go to just because of the rumors, whether it's Washington or Atlanta, that he would be probably the least likely. So I don't know. I'm of the philosophy of win it, leave or leave on your own terms, but don't try to just don't try to hang on to the last final straws. Like you, he's obviously a Hall of Famer. Like he's the best coach to ever do it. Like why do you need for us to remember you on the sidelines of an Atlanta Falcons season? Well, exactly. You know what I mean? Like I don't need that. I don't need him to be in Washington where he's trying to you know develop a quarterback and rebuild a defense. Like I don't need that. If you want to go to a front office and be an advisor or something like that, by all means. Keep, keep staying football, but just the image of him losing seven games as an Atlanta Falcons head coach, I don't think that that's appealing. Well, I, we do know this from the consuming uh, Bill Belichick in, uh, content throughout the years. He loves the game of football. He is a lifer. This is what he does. Mm-hmm. He's obsessed with the nuance and the strategy of football. So, like, I get that he wants to continue on. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I agree with you in in the idea that I don't think that there's going to be some grand second, um, you know, like second effort here where he's going to go to Super Bowls. He's going to win Super Bowls. You know, Tom Brady was able to get that Super Bowl with the Bucs. Of course. That was totally impressive. Very cool. I don't think that that's something that Belichick can then duplicate and do exactly what Brady did where Brady left and then had instant success. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's wild, too, because when you look at the two of them, I think some people tend to assume, because it's the greatest quarterback ever, that all the credit goes to Tom Brady. Early years of the dynasty and their run, that first three-time uh, Super Bowl champs when they, they won in 03 and 04 backed. That back. was all defense, man. It was defense. It was all schematics from Belichick. 
he was the one. Now, later in that second run, when they won a Super Bowl in 2014, 2016, and then in 18, Brady was the best quarterback we've ever seen. Of course. And he was great, and the offense was great. And in the middle, there were different um, spots where the offense was definitely what led the way for the Patriots. But early on, it was all Belichick. And I think what also is interesting about the Belichick run with Patriots, he had one year before they started winning Super Bowls. Yeah. You know, he, he started as their coach in two, 2000. They went 5-11. and 11. 2001, they go 11-5 and five and then win the Super Bowl with a young Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And in that game, it was all defensive strategy. Yeah. It was the corners pushing up and bumping uh, the wide receivers from the Rams, well, yeah, not they, letting them get off the line. They had to win on a last-second field goal. Yeah, it, it, like, but like that was the strategy. Mm-hmm. It was the fastest show on, show on turf. And that defense being able to be more aggressive than what that Rams team was bringing to the table with Isaac Bruce, Torrey Holt, Kurt Warner, and the Patriots out-schemed the Rams in that Super Bowl. And that's what started this whole thing. And the comeback with Brady at the end, and yeah. you, you hear on the clip of John Madden on the call of the game saying, I wouldn't do this, I wouldn't go for it. You have a young quarterback, yeah, I, I would play for overtime. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Brady making every perfect decision down the football field, and then the kick from Vinatieri, and then boom, you get a Super Bowl. I just don't want him, and like, listen, I'm not a fan of, like, I have no rooting interest whatsoever. It's just like, th- I wonder if he's trying to hang on to trying to win one without Brady. Right, because as soon as Brady left, it was coach versus player. Whose side are you on? Who do you think was more impactful for the dynasty? Was it Brady or was it Belichick? And as soon as Brady won it, everybody said it was Brady. As soon as he went to the Bucks and won in that first year, right, everybody exactly. said it was Brady. Right. And now I feel like he's trying to cling on long enough to say that he also won one without Brady. But you've had Mac Jones as your quarterback. Like you can't replicate what Tom Brady is, and everybody knows that that quarterback is the most important position, especially when you have Tom Brady, that him just going to Washington or Atlanta, I don't know. It's just kind of sad. Like, I feel like it's better the way Saban went out. Like, yeah, he lost in the playoff, but I don't think anybody after the way those first four games started, after they lost to Texas and had that close game, I don't think that anybody thought that they would go to the playoff. I don't think anybody thought that they'd be in that situation. And then all of a sudden, he just goes, you know what? I'm out. Sorry. Done with this. Same with kind of Pete Carroll. I don't think anybody thought, like, there were some talks just because, oh, Pete Carroll's up there in age. He's 72. Like, you never know. This could be it for Pete Carroll. But then it was a shock yesterday when, you know, in the morning we got the news that he was stepping down and had the press conference and everything. I don't, I just, it, I feel like out of the three, Belichick seems like the one that's just clinging to try to prove something. And I don't know if that's, it's not going to hurt his legacy, but it's not going to be as great. Like Jordan's obviously the best ever, right? But like Wizards Jordan, no thanks. Well, and, and but you can't fault those who want to keep on trucking. Of course, like yeah, you can't it's fine it because the legacy thing is something for all of us to discuss. But a player to me is a little bit different than a coach, right? Like a coach, like I mean, what what else is he? He's just go be an analyst, go go be an, a, an assistant, you know? Go go could start you, a show. Could you imagine? Because because I've we've consumed Belichick on TV before, mm-hmm. where he's breaking down film, he's talking to Parcells. He's talking to Saban. He is very interesting to listen to when talking football. Wouldn't it be awesome if he took a, a total 180 and then became like the best TV analyst 
in all of football and like took over the mantle that Madden left. Here's the thing. Like right? he, he like like he pushed Romo out of the booth and then it was like Belichick is America's coach. I don't even want just, that. I don't want that. Wouldn't that be Here's, great though? Pe- people are bitching and complaining all week that you might have to pay five bucks to watch Peacock, right? Who's I, complaining? I'm not complaining. It's people. Okay. You want to name names? Carmen. <laughs> Carmen's complaining all week that he's got to pay five bucks to watch this playoff game. All right. On you can Saturday watch night. other things. I understand that. Okay. And I'm not trying to take a shot at Carmen. I'm just, I'm making an analogy here. Okay. I would pay five bucks an episode to watch a recap show with Saban and Belichick. I would pay five bucks. I would, I would pay four ninety nine an episode to be like, Hey, here's a recap of the NFL weekend on like Tuesday night or Wednesday night with, Saban and Belichick just going, just sitting in recliners, going through plays. It would be it's football porn. It would be amazing to watch. So there you go. There's the news. Bill Belichick and the Patriots they mutually part ways. We'll continue talking NFL football. We'll talk Bears football with you at three one two three three two three seven seven six. Quickly, I do want to mention this because you brought up his name, Michael Jordan. Tomorrow night, the Bulls will face off against the Golden State Warriors, and they are having a Ring of Honor celebration tomorrow night. I believe tonight, those who are celebrating, they have a, an event together. So those, the, the 96 team, uh, different players from that era, they're all getting together tonight. The Bulls just posted a message on their Twitter handle from Michael Jordan to those who are celebrating the Ring of Honor. And in the video, he says, I am so bummed that I can't be there tonight. I assume that video is for tomorrow, right? Yeah. Or is the video for tonight? Because they are having a celebration tonight. Uh, I mean... So that we... it You would leave you to believe that Jordan is not going to be there tomorrow for the event. I would think he's not going to be there. I mean, he didn't even... He didn't come to the... Well, he did... Okay. He wasn't even at the All-Star game when it was here. He came in for like a private party and then left, right? Because I remember there was a Jordan party... Yes. ...here... When the All-Star game was here, and I don't believe he was at the All-Star game, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. We that were there. Right. Yeah. I feel like there would have been a much bigger ovation if they were like, and ladies and gentlemen, Michael Jordan. Well, yeah. So, so the news is, for those who are going to the celebration tomorrow night before the Bulls and the Warriors game, and I know they're going to do something at halftime, uh, the Bulls just posted this video, and it's Michael giving a message to those who are going into the Ring of Honor. And he starts it by saying, I'm so bummed that I can't be there tonight. So mm. if you thought that Michael would be there tomorrow night, it looks like he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be there. That's yeah. Will Scotty be there? No, I don't think so either. I, the only person I can tell you for sure, the only people, we saw Ron Harper was at the game the other night, and I've seen video of Luke Longley in the in getting ready. And I love Luke Longley. And Kukoc will probably be there, right? Well, Steve, Steve Kerr, Kerr will be there. Will be Steve there. Kerr has to be there. Judd Bushler? Maybe. Horace Grant. Grant. Randy Brown? Horace Grant will be. Horace, well, Horace, Horace Grant's not a part of the 96, 96 team. team. Yeah, he's not going in. Horace Grant's a part of the early, the early ones. championships. He'll be in the next round of rings. Of ring? Sean, let me ask a question to you. I'm, oh, I'm no. not trying to be offensive. Do you remember watching those Bulls teams? I don't recall. See, yeah, because how old are you? <laughs> Twenty-two. Why, oh, dude. See, that's why when he said Horace Grant, you, it, it, like it's very for those who lived through that generation. Like Horace was obviously not a part of the second three P. Yeah, 
I would think he, that he was. He turned into the enemy at a certain point because he he went to Orlando. And, I think and the Magic the, and the Bulls faced off. In I the think playoffs. the wild card is Rodman. I think Rod, Rodman's been around. He was at the UC recently. Yeah, I think Rodman will be there. Yeah. So that's tomorrow night, Bulls, Warriors, and then they'll have their big celebration. It seems as if Michael's not going to be there tomorrow night. He posted a video. Uh-huh. The Bulls posted a video from Michael Jordan uh, in a message to the Ring of Honor celebrations uh, taking place for the Bulls. Uh, Blake and Dahl here on ESPN 1000 as we preview Wild Card Weekend. Let's talk to the Fat Jack. Here comes the money. Ready to fatten up your winnings? You got something to eat up in there? We home. The best football picks. Give Jack a call at 800-298-1383 or FatJackSports.com. Fat Jack feeds you his picks now. Get in my belly! On Black and Abdallah. Here comes the money. That's right. Sign up today. Go to FatJackSports.com or call 800-298-1383. Jack, how'd you do last weekend? Yeah, yeah, you know, it's actually really good. Wait, I, when we have a losing week, which I, hopefully we're not going to from here on out, but when we do, I certainly want to talk about it because I feel like every week I come on and say, hey, we did great again. But the reality is we did. I mean, we were 4-2 and two on Sunday and in the NFL. And besides that, we were 4-0 and oh Saturday, 2-0 and oh Sunday. We're on an 11-3 and three run in basketball. It's hard to lose when you're, you know, blanketing your football plays with a 6-0 with a and oh weekend and 11-3 and three run. So everybody's making money. If you, if you look at the results tab under the 2022-2023 football results, you'll see last year at this, if you signed up one year ago, you'd be on a 17-2 and two run over the next three weeks or so. So, And that's just in football. So it, people think football's over. Just because the Bears are trying to figure things out doesn't mean that the money is not still going to be out there and available if you know what you're doing. So uh, still a lot of profit to be made. I, I like this weekend's card. So it's got some pitfalls because – a lot of the plays, and we'll talk about them, are kind of public plays that I'm leading toward, which is typically not a good spot. But I do think some of the different factors are going to play out again this weekend. So I think we're going to make a lot of money this weekend at FatJackSports.com. Plus, don't forget, UFC is back this weekend. So oh, Jordan yeah. Sherwood will have his UFC picks that you can get at FatJackSports.com as well. He better he better pick it up. 2024 <laughs> needs to be the year of Jordan Sherwood. Right? I better be throwing him a parade come August or September this year. So I know he's been dialed in for a couple weeks trying to figure it out. And uh, all, all kidding aside, over the last 10 or 15 years, guys, Jordan has been consistently good at those UFC plays and made people a ton of money. And so it, it is a great, and it's a great value. If you don't win, you sign up for the day and you don't win, you get the next two weeks for free. And if you go for the year with the UFC, you're getting, it's about 20 bucks a week. So very inexpensive to make money. He wins about three out of every four weeks on average over the last decade. I think 2024 is going to be a great year for him. So I'm excited about that as well. For my money, Jack, uh, this is my favorite weekend of the NFL year. I love Wild Card weekend. You get games on Saturday, Sunday, and then the Monday night game. It's the most uh, action you'll get for the playoffs for the remainder of this NFL season. So let's get after it. Cleveland on the road at Houston. What should we do in this contest? Should be really good. Yeah, you know, I've got... I've gone back and forth on this. This is one of those that I start earlier in the week. I'm like, you know, Cleveland's got the best defense, playing the young quarterback. They're the side. But you do worry about the other shoe falling at quarterback with Cleveland and the fact that they're Cleveland. I mean, anytime you're talking about the Cleveland Browns, I mean, this is not a team that's been relevant later in the year very often. And, and, and they typically figure out a way to get the minimum out of every single season. So this year's been a little bit different. But are we all going to be surprised if Houston wins by 21 points? 
I mean, we'll, we'll look back and say, yeah, you know what, the quarterback was a great story to end the regular season, but he had three turnovers, and Houston's actually, uh, you know, the, the youngest, one of the youngest teams in the playoffs. Uh, and this is the team that, that they're getting a good matchup if they cannot turn the ball over. I think this game comes down to turnovers. Uh, Cleveland's gone over five of their last five on the road. So they're giving up a few more points on the road, and their offense has been clicking. Houston, seven of the last nine they've covered in the series. I'm leaning toward Houston at this point, plus the points. But this will come all, this one of those games, we talk about these each week. There's one or two that just look at turnovers first. Uh, that will determine this. You know, last week I had Buffalo. And it didn't matter that they went on the road and turned the ball over three times in the first half. Josh Allen just gave the ball away a bunch. They were far and away the better team. Neither of these teams can afford to lose the turnover battle and, frankly, time of possession. So if you could tell me who's going to win the turnover battle and time of possession, I'll bet a lot of money on that team. Otherwise, walk easy. I do think there will be more points than the market predicts. Better play on the over if you're going to play a side play Houston. We go to Kansas City and Miami. We're supposed to get a bunch of weather here starting tonight and into Friday. But Kansas City on Saturday is supposed to be a high of 6 degrees. Wind chills up to minus 15 to minus 20. Like, I, I mean, I, normally I would be like, all right, take the Chiefs here because the Dolphins don't want to play in that weather. But I feel like when it gets to wind chills of negative 15, you're, it's a crapshoot for both teams. Nobody wants to play in this weather. And you're right. I mean, the planes and, and people in Chicago obviously know this. I mean, you're the, you're literally the, the apex of how bad it can get. When my son was at the University of Chicago, you had one of the polar vortexes or whatever come to, oh, where yeah. you literally could throw water up in the air and it yeah. would freeze before it hit the ground. So <laughs> you know what this weather can do. Typically, wind is what brings totals down, right? It's not cold. It's not snow. It's not even rain. It's wind. But when you get to this level, there's a threshold. And when you get down below 10 below, uh, especially on the plains where there's going to be some wind also, you do have trouble scoring the football. Miami's numbers prove that out. They, the last seven, excuse me, the last nine times Miami's played in games of under 40 degrees, this is since 2017, they're 0-9 straight up, 2-7 and against the spread. Uh, you look at the different matchups. Uh, you definitely have reasons to think this game's going on. This is one of those public situations also. The total says that, that, that there's going to be some points. This is not 35-36. So the line setters just said, listen, we know it's going to be cold. We don't care. We think the matchups will win out. Those matchups are things like Kansas City's linebackers not being good in coverage, uh, having trouble covering backs out of the backfield. Uh, Miami's getting their receiver back. Um, they are also Miami number one against the run. So, so Kansas City is going to have to throw the ball. They're going to put a lot of pressure on Mahomes to complete passes. But guys, I've won basically a small import this year. Not even that. I've won a Tesla, a, a Tesla Plaid this year, betting on Kansas City games under the total. I think I bet on them seven or eight times this year. I'm seven, six and one. They're 12 and five to the under this year. That's 70% under with a team that has Patrick Mahomes and basically one other option. And by the way, a defense. That's really good. Now, Miami on the road, they've gone over consistently 12 and 4 to the over. As uh, so a 12 to 16 times, they've gone over the total of their last 16. But with the weather, with the wind, and with the fact that, that Andy Reid, I know, is not going to want to turn the ball over, it's going to try to run the ball into that stout front for Miami against the run and keep the numbers down. I'd go under in the first half of that game and under in the game. Looking for a side, it was better at three and a half to the Chiefs. But at it four, four and a half, I still think you're getting the right side, having nothing to do with experience and more to do with the ability to perform in these elements. I just don't love Miami's chances. They're built to be fast and in the heat if they're playing a home game. 
I probably like them here, but they have to go on the road in these elements. Give me Kansas City minus the points. Nobody's a, a bigger public team than the Dallas Cowboys. They're at home. They're the big favorite against the Green Bay Packers. In this spot, Jack, I would like to fade the Cowboys, but is this one of those things where the Packers might be too young for this moment here on Wild Card Weekend? I don't trust either one of them. Okay. I mean, this is one of those games. you got the Cowboys and the Dolphins that I said a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that one of these teams would end up being a contender and the other probably a poser. I think they're both posers. Um, the, the reality is it's not about home and away for the Cowboys. It's about good and bad. All right, when they play good teams, they don't, win, they don't win and they don't cover. They definitely don't cover. When they play bad teams, they cover easily. All right? uh, Prescott in the playoffs is um, horrible. Uh, one and five against the spread. So he typically doesn't cover. And I don't tr- trust Dallas's coaching further than I can throw him, which is the size of his girth. It's not very far. I mean, I don't <laughs> trust him in these situations, not give up something late. But you're getting just an okay Green Bay team with, a, as you said, a super young, not only quarterback, but lineup. Top to bottom, this team is not uh, probably prepared for this moment. It's on the road, which Dallas obviously a little better at home than they are on the road. But you're getting just an okay team. Green Bay going over the total on the road for the most part. I think this game's close for a while. I think Green Bay understands they can't just line up and play base and hope for a low-scoring game. They need the lead. They need to put Dallas into some predictable down and distances. And Dallas has gone – this total has gone over five of the last five times when these two teams play in Dallas. So I think there's going to be scoring early, scoring like the total's 50 or 50 and a half, somewhere in that range, up to 51 or 52. I'd still go over. Green Bay also 5-0 and to the over the last five on the road. Really no side preference here because I do think there's so much unpredictability with what the coaching and quarterback are for Dallas and what the entire team's getting themselves into. I'd be an inferior team as well. So give me over the total in that one. If we go to the Bills and the Patriots, the lowest total on the board at 36.5, but I don't think the Bills have scored less than 20 points Pretty much the entire season. No T.J. Watt for the Steelers. This seems like uh, 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 when you look at this, I don't know about the side here because it's 10 points. That's a lot of points, uh, especially with some weather being in the area uh, for this game. But I feel like over 36 and a half just because the Bills might put up 27 or 28 themselves. Well, by the way, if they're playing the Patriots, this is an intramural game, and they've got flag football going on on Monday or Tuesday. So playing Tomlin, I mean, he typically does outperform the market in almost all situations. We're talking about the weather in Kansas City. Buffalo is not going to be any better, and you do get wind coming off that lake. It won't hurt either one of these teams from that perspective, and that they're both going to be all about not turning the ball over, keep it playing it close to the vest. I wouldn't want. I wouldn't play over in this game. If you, I mean, it's seven to one. You say you like over, right? Yes, I was just looking yeah, at I, it because, like, I, the Buffalo, the Bills can score. They can score, but it's going to be cold, cold there too. Seven of the last eight in the series have gone under. And the one thing we know about Buffalo, they're literally like what last week against Miami was like watching the evolution of dance. Remember that video from like ten years ago? Yeah. Oh, we yeah. had the guy doing the dick. That's what Buffalo was. They're turning the ball over in stupid situations the first half, and then all of a sudden they start playing like the second half team of the season and end up not only winning but covering. Um, so I would have trouble playing the side. I think that their emphasis will be, and they understand Pittsburgh cannot put up a lot of points. Their emphasis will be on let's not give them extra possessions, do not turn the ball over, don't, don't let Tomlins hang around. An angle that a lot of people won't pay attention to, but strength of schedule, edge this time of year is typically a really good indicator of who's going to cover games. So you look at the strength of schedule from the year. Teams that had the tougher strength of schedule are on a 57-31-2 run against the spread. 
since 02. So over almost 30 games up just playing the team that had a tougher schedule. If you look at the team that had a much tougher schedule, they're 31, 10 and one against the spread. And so this, these are kind of indicators. Whoever had the tougher road coming in typically does better covering the number. The teams you're on, uh, Jack, who the heck's that? I got to go look at strength of schedule. No, you don't. I'm going to tell you. Cleveland had a higher, higher strength than Houston. Pittsburgh had a harder strength of schedule than Buffalo and the Rams had a tougher strength of schedule than Detroit. Look for Pittsburgh in a low-scoring game to keep this thing inside the number. I think this is a 13-7 to type game. Uh, give me Pittsburgh plus the points. Rams on the road at the Lions. The Lions having a playoff party. They don't get there very often, Jack, but I love the Rams and the points. Talk me out of this pick. Should I not play Los yeah. Angeles? I don't love it, love it, but I absolutely like it. I can't talk you out of it. I mean, the, who knows how to stop Jared Goff? If there's anybody in the league that knows how to stop Jared Goff, it's going to be the team he just came from. So I think they are going to give him some, some problems at home. You also wonder, is there an XL situation? Detroit is in the playoffs. They, they haven't been there in a million years since we were all, you know, even me. I was like in my 20s trying to hit on checks. I mean, it's been a long time since that, <laughs> since, you know, Detroit's playing at home in the playoffs. So I think you're getting the situation where – you might be getting a little bit of exhale and also a defense that has not been that, that steady, as steady as late. I mean, we look back at the Dallas game. Dallas is kind of having their way. Uh, offensively, they're going to score some points, though. But I think that you're getting not only the Stafford return, but I think he's more prepared for the situation. But you get a team in the Rams that should be pretty equipped to held, hold Jared Goff down. Also, they're not going to run it very well against that front four of the Rams. Um, I, I actually like uh, – I'm with you. I like the Rams plus the points. There are going to be a couple of upsets here. This is also one of those games. This one and the, and the, the Cleveland game, that if you can figure out who's going to win those two games, you're going to get a team at 20-1 to 1 or better to win the Super Bowl. So there's two ways to approach that. You either go ahead and money line the team. So let's say you like the Rams. You money line them each and every week. That allows you to not have to hedge later on. And right. if they continue winning – you're able to – you're going to probably get better than the 20 or 30 to 1 that they are to win the Super Bowl. The other way to do that is pick out who you think is going between Cleveland, Houston, and this game. You're getting 20 to 1 or better. There's a lot of ways to hedge those numbers when you get into a 20 or 30 to 1. So if you like the Rams to win here, it might be worth a couple of dollars for them to win it all and then hedge them back later on in later rounds. We do have a Monday night game. I like this, I like this weekend better. Chris was talking about at the start of the segment, Jack, that – I liked it better when we got the national championship game after Wild Card Weekend, before they added the 17th week of the season, the 17th game, the 18th week. That to me was a perfect. You got Wild Card Weekend, playoff games, and then you've got the national championship game on Monday. I loved it. But anyway, you've got the Eagles and the Bucks. Jalen Hurts today said he hasn't thrown a football yeah. since he fractured or that, that finger popped out. It wasn't a fracture, but his finger popped out. He hasn't thrown a football all week. The Bucks are a three-point dog at home on Monday night. I feel like the Bucks are a live dog. Yeah, unless Jalen Hurts is dating your sister or something. I mean, everybody knows that information, so I don't know how much we can put into that. I mean, that should already be baked into this line. Sure. And so, I mean, because it's already out there. What, what I do think it's hard to, to overlook there is the fact that there, there shouldn't be a lot of points in this game. Um, you've got a, a uh, Philadelphia team, as you said. They're not only banged up at quarterback, they're banged up up and down the line. I mean, this, the receivers in this game also have been injured and have not been giving a lot. And, and Tampa needs to play this game in the 20s to be able to win. They can't have um, Baker Mayfield throwing the ball down the field and turning the ball over. So I think this is that classic low-scoring playoff game. And so I think the better play is on the under because I do think that information's already out there. And I think he either hurts is going to figure it out 
Oh, they're going to, you know, they're going to, it's going to be a close game. You're not going to expect Tampa to go run away and hide from anybody because they understand that Baker Mayfield's at his best when they have the leader in the game. So I would play under the total in that one. I've got your classic playoff game for the week. Jack, so those are the playoff games in the NFL this weekend, but on FatJackSports.com, there's plenty other of sports action to look at this weekend. UFC, college basketball, NBA, all kinds of stuff, right? Yeah, and I said last week, 6-0 and in basketball over the weekend. We're 8-0 the last two Saturday hoops. It really makes the playoffs nice when you're already up. You know, five, six, seven, eight games going into the football games. And then, by the way, 4-2 last weekend. We're going to have a big weekend. Go to FatJackSports.com. 149 is all it costs to get the football through the weekend. 169 20 bucks more. Get you football and hoops through Monday. Go through the Super Bowl. It's less than $100 a week to make money betting the games. Every game is posted and documented, so you're able to see you're getting only the best plays under the results tab. Guys, I have clients in every state all over the country that are making money betting on the sport, some betting on football, some of them for the first time in their life. See what winning selections can do for you. Go to FatJackSports.com. Thank you, Jack. Good luck this weekend. We'll talk to you next Thursday. All right, guys. Have a great week. See you soon. This is Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Follow Chicago's home for sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. On a Thursday night, get ready for Wild Card Weekend. Talking football with you at 312-332-3776. Abdallah, we take football very seriously here on the show. The most seriously. Very seriously. The most seriously. Super seriously. And that's why our next segment, we have Chauncey's Football Picks. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle. And knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man who was raised by the frozen tundra. It's time for Chauncey's Picks with Black and Abdullah. You can listen to Chauncey's Great Outdoors from 6 to 7 a.m. on Saturday mornings. And Chauncey's football picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming from Field Shear. Abdullah, what is Chauncey's record to this point this season? So Chauncey finished out the regular season an amazing 30-17. and 17. He went 1-0 yeah. last week picking the Seahawks. He hit at a rate of 64%. How about that, Chauncey? And thank you for coming out on Monday night to hang out for Bears Night in Chicago. Yeah. It was good to see you. That was so much fun, um, and, and you had a lot of people. You had a lot of people there, uh, especially wanting to talk to Lance and take photos and yeah. talk with you guys and Lance and everybody else. It was, it was a great, great time. I didn't get out of there until quarter to ten. You you hung around after we left because He's a man of the there, people. There were five groups of guys and ladies that wanted to talk to me about the outdoors. That's awesome. That's great. See, I love that. I love when the station brings was, people out, and boom, we're we're all hanging out. It's I saw great. a lady walked up to Chauncey with a phone <laughs> and was like, "Hey, I heard you like the outdoors." And I wanted to be like, "Listen, lady, I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. It's a little more than like I don't know. The if you know who you're talking to." <laughs> 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 That's outstanding. Thanks for coming out, and you, Chauncey, you made it to many of our events, so we appreciate it. 
No, no problem. You, you guys have always supported me, and I appreciate it very much. And just so you know, uh, you know, next year I got Harbor's a- agent uh, to represent me. Ooh. So when we when we negotiate, how we're going to do it? Oh, I like this. Okay. Okay. All, right. All right. I, I will say this: at, at the end of the night, when I was saying thank you to those who came to the event on Monday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. I did give an announcement, and the world-famous Chauncey from Chauncey's Grout Outdoors is here, and yeah. the bar went up in cheers. Yeah. Hey, I you, know it. You got a big <laughs> cheer like like Lance did. I was laughing. I'm like, it was awesome. My people at the bar, you know? <laughs> it was great. All right, 30-17 and 17 in the regular season. Now we focus in on the playoffs, Chauncey. This weekend, there's only one animal matchup, Rams yeah. and Lions. Rams oh. and Lions. Rams and the Lions. And, you know, this is going to be – I've been playing with this thing since Monday in the brain. Phrasing. And uh, it's because both animals have so many great characteristics. You know, the, the, the Rams are a, a solid, you know, critter. I mean, yes, they're not a predator, but they're a solid animal. Uh, we've mentioned before they can run down the sideline like they're running across the top of a mountain and never go off, you know, the line. into yeah. the, you know, also, Then, you know, they're – on the line, they got, I don't know what the hell they got behind those horns, but it's got to be concrete. And, you know, they could, if you get hit, they're, they're going to hurt somebody on the line, you know? And on the Lions' uh, defensive line, I'm sitting there going, man, and this is... And then I look at the, the Lions, and the Lions, you know, they're, they're able to jump higher. Uh, with their front paws, they're able to grab a ball and, you know, tuck it either under an armpit or put it in their mouth and run downfield. Probably a little faster than the, the the ram, and I mean, I really had to balance this out really, really a long time and try to bang my head and say, "What is going on here?" And then when I put my little piece of paper down, I went, yeah, "No, no, 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 yes, no, 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 no." And then I put in the Abdallah quotient in there, and I put in the Black quotient in there. <laughs> I come up with the lions. Lions, the lions. all right. Lions wow. are the pick. All right. Yep. Now, Chauncey, uh, on Monday night, you were out with us, and, and so we, we didn't ask you for a pick in this matchup, but did you see the national championship game was between Huskies and Wolverines? Mm-hmm. And did you see, uh, maybe you heard throughout the uh, Animal Kingdom uh, throughout the day, did you uh, hear about Washington pointing out to the Michigan fans that the only state where there's actually Wolverines would be Washington yeah. and not Michigan. Have you ever come across a Wolverine in all your travels? Uh, thankfully, no. <laughs> yeah, because they're super mean, aren't they? Is they, it true? Uh, are they really that mean? Oh, they, they, they have no problem taking on a grizzly bear. Really? Yes. Uh, a Wolverine is, is probably... Like the crow is the smartest critter in the woods, the wolverine is the meanest. Okay. There is, you should, if you had four wolverines playing a line, you could win any game. Oh, jeez. It's like and looking at uh, 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 Samurai. You know, I'm just trying to think of his name, the, the Chicago Bear player. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, Mike Singletary. Singletary. Yeah. Michael Singletary. I mean, when, uh, you know, he looked through that, you know, guard, you know, people just said, oh, God, we're gonna all going to die today. Well, that's what a wolverine is. They, they they have huge claws. Their jaws can literally go through the the leg bone of an animal with like just snapping a, a, a toothpick. How much different is a wolverine from a badger? Oh, a lot. A badger is uh, same subspecies of critter, but a badger 
uh, is does not have the meanness, uh, does not, you know, badgers, you know, okay. dig and stuff like that. Wolverines just live out in the woods and uh, in the snow, and it doesn't bother them, and badgers are going to go down and hibernate, take a nap for a long time. Ah, got it. But, All I right. mean, you do not, I mean, a wolverine is the, the meanest critter I've ever seen. And the one time I heard one growl uh, at, a, at a zoo one time, mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> The guy says, yeah, we, you know, we have to be careful because they are just mean critters. And I got to get give, uh, you know, the Wolverines a lot of credit because they, they had a hard road. They did well. Um, oh, yeah. You know, I own two Huskies, and I would never want to put a Husky in front of a Wolverine because no. <laughs> it would not be pretty. But, you know, they, it was a great game, and I enjoyed it, and uh, I'm glad I was in the bar. And I sat at the bar with a few of the guys, and, you know, we had a few uh, Millers. Of course. You know, of course, we had to have them, you know, and uh, it was it was a good time. And ev- everybody asked about you two guys, by the way. Oh, thank you. What they, would they ask? Are, they are those really guys like that your, strange? Are they nice guys? <laughs> is Abdallah really a good guy, or is he just like giving Black a hard time? <laughs> <laughs> and you said he's giving me a hard time, yeah. right? I said he likes. He's a good guy, but he really likes to give him a hard time. I do. I do. <laughs> Chauncey, what's coming up on the show this weekend? <laughs> On this weekend, we've got a uh, couple of things going on. First of all, I'm coming in the sports show season, which means there's the Muskie Show, the uh, Chicagoland Fishing, Travel, and Outdoor Expo at Schaumburg coming up in about two weeks. Then there's the uh, All uh, Canada Show. Then there's the uh, Tinley Park Outdoor Show. So for the next month or so, every weekend, I'm someplace here at at a different sports show. And uh, the first person we have coming on is going to be from Daiwa Manufacturing Company, one of my sponsors. And they have a lot of great giveaways that they're going to do. If you buy a certain rod or a reel, they're going to give you a, a 60 or $70 shirt at one of the shows. Uh, and then the second person is the person from the uh, Muskie Show. As their motto is, Muskie, the big fish with big teeth. Everything else is bait. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we're, we're doing that show next weekend uh, up in the St. Charles area, which I want everybody to come on out to at the Kane County Fairgrounds. And let's find Chauncey and we'll talk a little bit. Awesome. All right, my two favorite yep. shows are the All Canada Show and yep. the Boat Show. The Boat Show, just because of their jingles. Yep. They're the it's the the All Canada Show. Yep. And, and then there's the Boat Show. The Boat Show. <laughs> the Boat Show. Actually, the Boat Shows. I I heard it's moving next year to Rosemont. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, rest Bre- in peace, the Boat Show. Breaking news. No, well, they're breaking I'm not news. Sure. They're, they're breaking being, news. Everybody's being quiet about it. Everybody's oh, all right. right. I found it through one of my back doors. Okay. All right. Uh, Thank you, Chauncey. We'll be listening on Saturday at 6 a.m. Thank you so much, and we'll talk. There he is. There's Chauncey. Chauncey. Through the back door. Do you want winners? Chauncey knows a keeper when he sees one. He sees every angle and knows all the right calls. Get your picks from a man. Who was raised by the frozen tundra? It's time for Chauncey's picks with Black and Abdullah. The Lions are the pick from Chauncey this week. His animal picks are brought to you by Mobile Warming from Field Cheer. Abdullah, you, did you see the temperature for next week? You're going to need some uh, mobile warming. You're going to you need might, all the you mobile warming. You might need warming. it inside. You're going to need socks. Gonna You're going to need pants. 
You're going to need a base layer. You're going to need a jacket. You're going to need gloves. You're going to need the whole family's going to need to be outfitted. Go to fieldshear.com right now. Use promo code ESPN25. Get the whole family outfitted with everything you need. Mobile warming up to 135 degrees of mobile warming technology right at your fingertips. You control it with an app. Even get the dog a jacket. They've got dog jackets. Get everyone a jacket. It's going to be cold. And it's not just next week because I saw it's going to get warmer a little bit like in the 20s. And then the weekend after that, it's supposed to go back into the teens. Five degrees, seven degrees. So get set up for the real winter. Listen, the holidays are fake winter. We're in now. We're in real winter. It is. This is real winter now. This this is the time right now. January and February, the two worst months to live in Chicago. All right. um, So there's Chauncey's pick. Lions, lock it in. The pick. You know, I'm watching a, a video about Wolverines. Yeah. The video is titled The King of Chaos. Okay. The Wolverine. I was trying to find out why the Michigan Wolverines were named the Wolverines. Yeah. And they basically were like, we don't, we don't know. There's a few theories. One is that um, it, Michigan was a meeting point for like fur trappers. Oh, yeah. And so, so, so they were ex- called the Michigan Wolverines. Like if you got to the East Coast and your your fur went through Michigan, it was called a Michigan Wolverine. Oh. There's also another theory that, like, the students just calling themselves that because they were very rabid. And someone even said, there used to be Wolverines in Michigan. We just don't have any proof that there actually were Wolverines in Michigan. So there you go. You learn something when you talk to Chauncey, and you get the animal picks with Black and Abdal. We'll be right back. You're listening to Black and Abdal. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Thank you, Jack McGrath and Sean Graney, for producing tonight's show, Black and Abdallah. When we're done, we're going to take you to ESPN National Programming. But then at 8.30, the Phoenix Suns and the Los Angeles Lakers, that game, you'll hear it right here on ESPN 1000. So in about 30 minutes, you'll hear NBA basketball right here on ESPN 1000. Abdal, we'll be, re- we'll be back tomorrow with Carmen Yurko starting at noon. And then also Blucky Abdal, 6 to 8 tomorrow night. All calls welcome Hell on yeah. a Friday night. A Friday. snowy Friday night. All calls welcome because... You know how this works. Tomorrow, the big topic in town will be snow. Oh, Everyone yeah. will talk about the snow Ooh. as if they've never lived through something like this before. Do you like dibs? Vol- uh, polar vortexes. Do and you not like dibs? Snow shovels and tips throughout the snow. All of that uh, tomorrow uh, on all programming sites throughout Chicago. That's, that's all anyone's going to do tomorrow is snow content. Okay. Uh, I do think that there's uh, notable Bears information, though. There because, is. Because uh, the options for the next uh, OC... Offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. Some names that are out there. Frank Reich, uh, Shane Waldron. Uh, there's a new name that's appeared. Yeah, there is. It's a the 49ers passing game coordinator, Clint Kubiak. And if that uh, name has a uh, familiar uh, tone to it, yes. He is the son of Gary Kubiak. So... Gary Kubiak had a long run as a very good offensive mind in in the National Football League, uh, both some time with the Vikings, but most notably with the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I mean, those offenses were good. Well, and look, the 49ers are awesome, but it doesn't really fit the criteria of someone who has called plays before. No, it doesn't. 
if you want to look at Shane Waldron, that that would be. I the, like Shane Waldron. That, I'm not saying that, that Clint Kubiak's going to be, the guy. be he's, bad. He's called plays before, but like it seems like, and I know Nagy was a head coach. It seems like you're just trying to get someone that's close to the situation, right? That that's close to the 49ers and trying to get some of that magic, and that could be fine. He could be a very good offensive coordinator, um, but if. Eberflus is not going to do handle any of the the offense, and he's just focusing on defense. I want someone who's done this before. That's not going to be learning how to call plays on the job. I agree with you on that. I mean that that's been our critique the entire time. We yeah. don't want people being brought into this franchise anymore that are first timers. Yeah, the the Bears and Bears fans deserve more than that. And where this team is at, I mean, they're essentially ready made. If you fix the quarterback. Either you keep Fields and you get better play out of him, or you draft a quarterback who becomes a better player. This team's ready for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It was a disappointment this this year that they didn't make it, but next year the pressure will be they have to make the playoffs. That's what they're. That's what the conversation will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was the offensive coordinator in Minnesota in twenty twenty one, so he might have called plays for a year. And Who then was he, the head coach then? Uh, let me look. Minnesota 2021 head coach. Talk. <laughs> Don't just leave me out here on an island. I'm, I'm leaving you uh, hang there by yourself. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell. Yeah, the Kevin same O'Connell guy who's still call, there. Yeah. No, he calls the plays. So he calls the plays? Okay, then. Yeah. yeah. All right. Then he didn't call plays. I was just looking at his Wikipedia and going through, you know, he was a wide receivers coach for Kansas in 2015, Denver Broncos offensive assistant, Minnesota Vikings quarterbacks coach, then the offensive coordinator after that. Then he went to the Broncos as a passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and he's been in San Francisco. This is his first year in San Francisco as passing game coordinator. So he's only been there for one year. So I don't know if the Shanahan magic is the time to rub off on him. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I, would, I mean, look, my, I made... The list that I put together is Frank Reich, Shane Waldron, and those are like the two that I would like right now. If Eric Bieniemy is available because of Washington staff being entirely fired, then he would be third on my list. And then after that, I mean, you're looking at Arthur Smith taking Greg Roman out of not having a job for a year. Ken Dorsey, who was fired by the Bills earlier this year. And then my the last guy on my list was Clint Kubiak, the 49, just because he's a, I don't think anyone from that staff was going to leave except for maybe him because you can't an OC is not going to take a lateral move unless you make him an assistant head coach. Have you seen uh, Pep Hamilton's name bounce out there any, around any not. of the rumors? Mm-mm. You know, he's someone that's worked with quarterbacks for a long time and mm-hmm. he's been pretty successful. He's bounced around college football, the NFL. He's had a lot of success. I I wonder if Pep Hamilton would be a name that you could look at. I don't know if it's terrible, like a terrible option. Yeah. I mean, I don't think he was in the NFL last season. I've had He pe- last was the offensive coordinator in 2022 for the Texans. Yeah, I haven't seen anybody uh, float his name yet. But again, these are just the first two. And we don't even know. They might be picking... Frank Reich doesn't... You don't have to request an interview for him. You yeah. just... We might not find out that they've interviewed Frank Reich. You could just call him and interview him or do whatever you need to, and we might not know. Same with Ken Dorsey because he was fired. Same with our Greg Roman because he uh, it had, doesn't have, wasn't working this year. Same with Arthur Smith. Like None of these guys you really need to put in a request for anymore. It's Blocking Abdallah here on ESPN 1000. We'll talk to you tomorrow with Carmen and Yurko at 12. And then also Blocking Abdallah, 6 to 8. All calls welcome on a Friday night with a little snow. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.